0: Welcome to the Nerd Crusade Podcast, which is episode 14. Uh, I'm your host, Ian, and with me, as always, is Courtney. Hello. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about the last episode of The Mandalorian and, like, where they might be going next with it. Um, That episode felt... Uh, it felt a lot like a series finale than yeah. a season finale, and that's just specifically how it ended, but we'll get to that part after we kind of recap what what went on throughout the episode. So, um, the episode before this Mandalorian, or Din Djarin, was captured by uh, Moth Gideon. The Mandalorians were kind of trapped between two blast doors, um...
1: Bocaton got him
0: out. Yeah, Bocaton got him out with with the dark saber by cutting a hole in there, and they're all running around the caves, uh, leaving. While uh, one of them had left the battle earlier to go warn the ships, so they got the warning out to the fleet that hey, there's a bunch of tie fighters and everything being launched at them that they need to get the hell out of there. So they basically abandoned the the cruise ship and use all the uh, drop ships and. uh, to get down uh, into the atmosphere before the TIE Fighters. Like, literally, they pass themselves, pass each other in the clouds as they go by. So, like, the TIE Fighters and the bombers go through the clouds. The uh, troop carrier ships uh, go down to the planet, and all there's left is the cruise ship that they all start attacking. They take down the cruise ship, and that's going to start crashing down to the surface while all the troop carriers drop the rest of the Mandalorians down for uh, reinforcements.
1: Yep. And the guy that was going up to the uh, fleet to warn them stayed on the giant cruiser to help guide it to go uh, smash into the main base yeah, where Moth Imperial Gideon base. is.
0: Yeah, that was uh, the second command of uh, Bo-Katan's forces. Yeah. The guy who was leading them as a mercenary group before she took it over again. Um, basically, all the Mandalorians come down. They're fighting the uh, Imperial Mandalor Mandalorians that Montagini has kind of created. Um, so you uh, basically have fireflies flying in the background the entire time.
1: Yeah. You don't see much of like that fighting. Yeah. Uh, but before that battle begins, uh, Din Djarin, uh, escapes his captors and Grogu meets up with him. Yeah. Cause, cause basically
0: Grogu shows up, right? Yeah. That, Grogu
1: shows up. He and- doesn't help him escape. He's just like, Oh, hi dad. I'm here.
0: Yeah, he's in his, like, IG-11 bodysuit still. Yeah. Walking around. Um, which proves to be, as we said, useless, because later on, when they actually do have to fight, he has to abandon the suit and start running around using the Force like we expect him to do. Um, but basically, Din Djarin escapes his captors, which makes, like, him getting captured and pulled taken away makes no sense. It's just,
1: it's just to set up, like, <clears throat> mini action scenes to get to the yeah. main boss.
0: Which, again, shows, like, how this... Season was like outlined but not fleshed out to where they just had things happen for plot beats <coughs> that really had no uh, rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. Um, which that like kind of it does definitely hurt. Like out of all the seasons, like the first season is probably definitely the best one. It's the strongest for sure because it definitely stands alone very well, and like the second season just continues on top of that, and then this season basically starts to fall kind of fall apart because it's more about what's going on in the Star Wars universe rather than what's happening with Din Djarin and his adventure. Yeah. Um, which kind of brings hope to a way it ended that hopefully that means the next season will be more focused on just them and not the state of what's going on in the universe. Exactly. Because this season brought in a lot of stuff that made it, that lets know like how things are, what's happening in the universe across a multitude of different types of characters that we don't really care about in the Dinjaran uh storyline or the mandalorian storyline mm-hmm. um basically their outline for this season was that mandalorians are going to take back mandalore but we didn't get like a full season of that we, yeah, got, we didn't
1: get a true build-up to that either
0: yeah we basically just got like cap ends like bookends of each episode had a little bit of what was going on the mandalorians and then it wasn't until like the last few episodes it's like all right, now this is really focusing on what they're doing yeah um Again, like, Moth Gideon was, like we said last time, was, like, the guy obsessed with trying to be part of everybody's super cool club. He wants to be Mandalorian. He wants to be a Jedi. And um, uh,
1: Din Djarin finds his, his uh, clones. clones.
0: So, basically, he lied to, like, the Imperial Council saying that he wasn't obsessed with clones. I was shaking that he kind of wasn't, but he was, he was... His plan was he was making clones of himself and impart, imparting uh, features or traits uh from i would assume other groups or races or it's mostly
1: groups that he was trying to distract from trying
0: to make himself the perfect warrior but then that also raises the question though to what's your end game there you're going to release your clone who has the strength of mandalorians and whatever else you put in there plus plus the force from the uh the metachlorians that are in or in groku that you were trying to recreate what were you going to do then? Kill yourself and let your clone take over? Or was your clone going to kill you? I mean, if they are going to make them more powerful than yourself because you can't make yourself powerful, what's what's the play there? Yeah. So it kind of made no sense, but it didn't have to come to fruition anyway because Din found them all and he basically killed all the clones by breaking the patient yeah. <laughs> pods. Which, again, is like, that's kind of a flaw when you're cloning people. that You just have, you know, someone can push a button or, or smash a glass tube and they're dead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Should have a stronger fail safe for him.
0: <laughs> but basically, Dinjarin and while are fighting. Then Bo-Katan and the troops show up. They have their uh, fight, and Bo-Katan kind of takes over while uh, the Praetorian guards were going after Dinjarin and, and Grogu. Grogu. Mostly
1: Grogu, because yeah. they're like, "Oh, look, a Jedi! Let's go after it."
0: Yeah, and that's when Grogu like ditches the finally eight, the, the IG Eleven suit and starts basically jumping around using the Force. Uh, dodge them until Dinjarin comes in and finally fights off the Praetorian guards and defeats them. Um, and then it's kind of a weak ending because, like, I I don't think Moff is dead because we don't see him die. Well,
1: you see him burn up, so I think he is dead because you do see like like the particle you know kind simulation of sort of, like, go around his body and
0: he. Because as the as this is going on, the cruiser ship is crashing, and yeah. as according to like the guys steering the cruising ship cruiser into the imperial base and see
1: i thought he would like kamikaze it but no he ditches out last minute so he's still alive but i'm like well that's stupid <laughs> well, why he would you why would
0: you kamikaze it's so big and once it's not, once you have it on target you don't need to steer it anymore well, he it's but like he's he's gonna... needed
1: to redeem himself i thought like, he did his death <laughs> would have been a better redemption so yeah know. he Again, he,
0: he, he is able to jump out of the window of the cruise ship before it crashes. Remember, this isn't like it's a Tie Fighter or it's like um, a small bomber or troop carrier. This is a full-blown cruiser, not as big as like a Star Destroyer, but maybe like a third or a fifth or a fourth of the size of a Star Cruiser. Yeah, crashes that right into the basically the canyon, open canyon where this base is at and where they're where they all happen to be fighting. So this crashes into the Imperial Mandalorian soldiers. It basically crashes. Right into where Moth Gideon was at, and big explosion happens. And the most ridiculous thing is that like Bo-Katan and Din and Grogu are there, and like Bo-Katan runs over to them and pulls up her little wrist shield as just as if that's gonna block the explosion. Yeah, overall like, though, honey,
1: that's barely covering your head.
0: Yeah, it's like okay, obviously Grogu's gonna hold the back the explosion, which he does. And Moth Gideon gets caught up in it, but I'm saying like until we see a body, I'm not gonna count until we him. See he's body. dead. But I, I guess the presumption is that he should be dead at this point. Um, but like I said, we don't see a dead body anywhere. And mm-hmm. I don't, and you don't see enough of him like being vaporized to think that he'd be vaporized. He's caught in the explosion. That's all we know. And then he's not there. Um, but basically, Mandalorians have taken out the Empire off of off of their base on Mandalore. At least this one base that they had. Uh, who knows if there's more. But if, it's, if they are spread out as thin as they say they were... Then we can assume that this was the only base they had there. So the Mandalorians are there. They get to retake Mandalore. They relight the Forge. The the cult people and the regular Mandalorians have like all united, and they basically got their planet back. Yep. And then uh, Din Djarin, uh
1: finally adopts Grogu. Yeah,
0: because like Grogu fought and like he did, and like during the fight with Machina, he was like throwing the Force around and pushing weapons away because. Um, moth gideon had like this power armor suit which was made of best car but it wasn't the best car that made him strong it's like he had robotic uh yeah assistance to it. so it's more like you
1: hear like a lot of that like yeah and, you know. so it's
0: like almost like an iron man suit yeah basically that he had on um and he in his five bo katan he does destroy the dark saber in her hand like he like literally would have to break her hand because he makes her squeeze it so hard down the handle that it destroys the saber yeah so like there's no more dark saber to fight over anymore um which duh, obviously can be probably rebuilt it's just a kyber crystal in there that you need
1: yeah just pick up the kyber crystal and be like alright let's go make a no hilt
0: <laughs> yeah so um technically the dark saber is destroyed who knows if they save the kyber crystal or not mandalorians relight their forge they restart their kingdom bokatan's the leader of it Um, but since Groku had fought, they want to, he wanted to, didn't want him to become a true, like a a apprentice, apprentice.
1: not a foundling,
0: but he can't speak yet, even though he's like 50, 60 years old. Yeah. Uh, Groku still can't speak. So until he can speak the oath, he can't become, uh, apprentice. And since like his parents are no, are not around or or nobody knows where they are, they can't give permission. So... Din officially adopts Groku as his own, so Groku then becomes his apprentice. And then. Uh, they basically leave, go back to Navarro, uh where Carl <laughs> Weather's town is. <laughs> Carl Weather's He town. gives them uh <laughs> he gives them this little cottage. They go out there and Yep, just
1: on the outskirts. Oh, and you forgot that Carl Weather's rebuilt uh
0: IG 11,
1: which they call IG 12 now, and that's the sheriff of the town. Yeah,
0: cuz basically they took uh he took a head from the Republic uh outpost. When Din left, he went to the Republic outpost where that's the right. where the t- uh not TIE fighters, but the X-Wing uh, pilots we're at,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, said, hey, I want that IG-88 head that you have there, or yeah. an 11th head.
1: And, like, I'll do bounties for you, you know, under the table.
0: Yeah, he'll that- start doing bounties without having, like, official Republic uh, commission. Um, they rebuild IG, I to IG-12 to be the town's marshal so that Din Djarin and Grogu aren't, like, bound to the town. Yeah. But they still get, like, the little cottage outside of town where they can, like hang out and have like their home base there and it just ends with like him with his feet up on the porch and groku playing with the frog in the in the pond yeah like so we're a like bad moment so we're like is this a series finale because, because it like it
1: feels like it it looks like it it ends like it and there's zero after credits
0: yeah as far yeah and like we didn't see anything after credits so it's like this is just the end of their adventure there and then it's basically opened up to where they we can either come back to them going on more adventures or we could they could fast forward years years ahead, uh, and we just
1: catch up with and they just pop into different uh, shows.
0: Yeah, but apparently, uh, John Favreau said like, no, there is going to be a season four, Which, and he has a plan for it. But uh, it's like
1: it doesn't need it. Like this season was just so choppy and bad.
0: Well, if they do a season four, well, the one thing that they can do is that they are now in the position where they can fast forward years ahead. You're right, they don't have to just continue where they left off, and yep. we can th- actually end up seeing maybe Grogu as a full adult uh, being, or teenage being of. Well, I guess he's technically teenager now, but more of an adult being of his, his creature type. And I mean, he can talk and see more of that because rumor was that Pedro Pascal was going to get recast. So,
1: so if they jump ahead, had, they, they can they, have like an older.
0: They can have an older person, person there, or like didn't Jarn dying or something, and Grogu taking up
1: his mantle his
0: mantle or or something like that it'd be interesting to see like again this is how they're playing this out is as we're going on this journey it's somewhat interesting but it's also kind of like well i wish they didn't do that but when you look at the grand scope of it when it's all done everything's like, oh well that actually works very well i like how they did this and that because it's kind of like how the original star wars movies you had those first three movies which uh when they were really re-released it uh, when they came on home videos, it, was, it wasn't just a new hope. It was episode four, episode five, episode six. You're like, what happened before and after? Mm-hmm. Prequels come out. A lot of people hate the prequels, but now when you watch the prequels, it's like, well, it, it could, it has the right flow of the story. So we're seeing the whole journey. Right. And then when you see the sequels. sequel, pre, the sequels that come out that came out seven, eight, and nine. Whether you liked it or hated it, it finally ends the whole Skywalker story that started with the prequels all the way through uh, to the ver- to the last movie. Now the movies that they're going to be making now in the future are going to be dealing with uh, uh, Ray right. and whatever the hell their story is. They're going to go there where they can go anywhere they want with that. Hopefully, they keep it away from anything we've seen before. No more Palpatine, no more of that bullshit. Like, give us yeah. a new villain or something like that. Um, we'll see what happens there. But again, like, I feel like they're doing this kind of like how Marvel has, but where Marvel has like movies like standalone by themselves be really good and great just to be a standalone movie. There's going to be things in this sequence that be like, well, that's not good. They didn't do a lot of work there, Mm -hmm. but we look at the grand picture like, okay, that's kind of cool how all that fits. Yeah. Which who knows if that works out for them. Um, there are naysayers out there uh, as there always is who are yelling and screaming about how Disney is screwing everything up. They're usually the people who are bitching about how there's more female leads in shows or female Marvel heroes and stuff like that who are just being assholes about everything and saying, like, oh, like, Ant-Man and Wasp is the most is the lowest box office. Guardians of the Galaxy is going to have a horrible box office. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 isn't even out. How can you write an article and say that it has a horrible box office? Because so stupid. Because uh, Chris Pratt says fuck or something. That's one of the articles I saw this morning. I was like... I didn't bother reading the story because it, it literally said the box office is is going to be the worst for Marvel this year. And it's like it hasn't come out. You can't report on box office earnings if you if, if it, it hasn't, hasn't come released. out.
1: Yeah, you do that Monday morning once the box office numbers have been released. Yeah, which it's is a, usually Sunday night. And
0: it's usually point. pointless to make a prediction on a movie's value when you haven't seen it and you're saying, "Well, Amy Man the Wasp was was a horrible take for them." It was like. It was still pretty good for when it came out, and it mm-hmm. did decent. It wasn't released during the block, uh, blockbuster summer. First blockbuster movie this year, basically for the spring-summertime, has been Mario, the Mario movie, which has And is that's done been
1: doing real well.
0: Really, really well. Um, we'll have to see how Marvel does, but I don't see Guardians of the Galaxy bombing by I don't any think means. it'll
1: bomb, because there's nothing in its same <clears throat> competition out that time. Because yeah. John Wick's already out, so everyone that wanted to see action already saw John Wick, yeah. so they're chomping at the bit for a next action-type film.
0: And the next thing that comes out after Guardians is going to be uh, Spider-Man. That's not until the beginning of June. Yeah. So, like I said, there's naysayers out there. People who are bitching about the plan moving forward. People who hate Catherine Kennedy, who's the one spearheading a lot of the Star Wars stuff. Um, but so far, if you look at Star Wars, I mean... With Disney taking the helm, they got three uh, major movies out. Whether you like them or love them, they, they finished the, the Skywalker saga. They got multiple TV shows made. They got more greenlit and being made. Mm-hmm. And they have um, the video games that have come out, at least the Jedi Fallen Order and Survivor that's about to release uh, next week, yep. are expected to be... Or, or Well, Fallen Order was a big hit, and uh, Survivor is expected to be a, probably a good uh, Game of the Year contender with how big and massive this game is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So like it or hate it, the guidance of where Disney's taking the franchise is working. People are engaged. They're watching more stuff. We're getting more content about it. And that's the weirdest thing about fandoms is that people are sitting here bitching and yelling and screaming about how horrible everything is. So it's like, so would you rather have nothing? Or yes, are you? Are, that's
1: what they want. They want nothing. Or are you happy that you fiction. got like
0: something that's that's good and at least along the lines of what it should be instead of like massive uh, the Halo series, which cool. is like we're not going to pay attention at all to anything that was ever preconceived about this series. We're just going to make up our own bullshit and put people in costume.
1: Yeah, and just use names of that yeah. appear in the game.
0: I mean, that is a striking difference. And, like, you'll have people who sit there who like the Halo series who've never played the Halo games or understand the Halo lore. And that's fine. They like that because they're just following a standard setup of a TV show. But for a fan, I can understand being upset about something that is completely disregarding what it's supposed to be. And disrespecting it versus something that's like, well, we've never seen anything about Mandalorians. Cool, we got a Mandalorian show. Yeah. yeah, it's not the best. Boba Fett wasn't wasn't what we all kind of wanted out. But well, hey, Boba
1: Fett was not a Mandalorian though. He was a bounty hunter, and that's what I think with the Boba Fett show. What failed, yeah, but it even, was that it didn't have the bounty honey.
0: But even as a bounty hunter, uh, or him not being a bounty, not wanting to be a bounty hunter anymore, we didn't get that build up to why he came to that conclusion because. Boba Fett was like was the most beloved character in the Star Wars thing that most fans had a had an attachment to, and it makes no sense because the guy has very few lines at all in the original trilogy, and,
1: and very it only low shows up. Time.
0: Yeah, it only shows up in Empire Strikes Back for a short bit of time and dies at the beginning of Return of the Jedi.
1: Yeah,
0: um, or we supposedly think he's dead.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, the, well, Boba Fett <laughs> <and> Mandalorian <But laughs> proved wrong.
0: Everybody was crazy about Boba Fett toys and loved Boba Fett. And then they come out with a show that's like, okay, it's not exactly what you expected, but it's not necessarily horrible either. Would you have rather have them not do anything or at least have people try and expand the universe? I'd rather have attempts at doing something versus, no, versus people falling under the moniker of like, oh, that can never be made into a TV show. That can never be made into a movie. Much like The Watchmen. That went years and years and years with them saying, this comic can never be adapted. And then it got adapted to a movie, which is perfectly fine. Um, they try to adapt parts of it to and like a new TV show, which is supposedly uh, fairly good. Um, mm-hmm. But what even reading that comic book, I remember reading it thinking, "Wow, this would be hard to make into a movie." But like, after seeing it make, it's like actually the storyline here is pretty basic, and you can easily turn this into a movie or a TV show. It's just going to be long, and yeah, it was like a three and a half three and a half hour movie on the on like the director's kind of like a three hour movie uh, yep. base. Um, so like I rather have. These companies try and make something. It's just annoying when you do see them inject things that are clearly there for monetization, which is like Grogu and the IG Eleven suit. That's to sell a toy. That was not didn't serve any purpose in the story.
1: Yeah, the because th- he could have just been in his little pod yes. easily.
0: Little pod or walking around. Um, he could have uh, or like when they had the bright the fluorescent uh vespas in Tatooine. It's like. That's there to sell a toy. Yeah. Not to progress the story or,
1: or, be- bu- or
0: build the lore in the world. Because those things don't fucking fit there.
1: Yeah. It <laughs> like, made no sense. Like,
0: if it was in Coruscant, maybe, or someplace else, someplace else, not Where a it desert would fit town.
1: Better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, those are the mistakes I think Disney is is making missteps there. And then the concept of like how season three has been more of hey, this is what's happening in the universe. This is how the Republic is being seen. Because we we just also finished re-watching Andor. Mm-hmm. And watching that and seeing how these two different timelines, uh, time periods are uh, stories that they're telling, you see how in Andor the Empire is a ruling uh, faction that didn't go to war to win it. They just took over. So, like... None of their people are worn torn None of their people know how to fight for uh, w- the lifestyle that they yeah, have.
1: it's all political.
0: All political control and bullshit like that. So, like, when the shit does hit the fan by the last episode of, Ant- of Endor, you have people who don't know how to fight back against the Rebellion. You have uh, intelligence officers who get flustered and scared and don't know what the hell's going on mm-hmm. uh, and completely lose their composure. And then the story they're telling in Mandalorian is that, hey, look, the Republic... Is overcorrecting, destroying all the research and all the technology and any gains that the Empire ever had made in science and technology because of ill-gotten processes or whatever. Or not even that. It's not even that. There's that. This was from ill-gotten science. It's like, oh, this is an Imperial item. Destroy it.
1: Yeah, and it's like, no, no, no. Look like, what at were it, And then just for? put it. Yeah. Away in a vault and be like, we'll have this on ice.
0: Yeah, and then they're also overcorrecting with like, hey, you used to be an Imperial. Op- a person who lives in the empire well now we're going to make you wear this tag that shows that you were imperial and that you've reformed to become a republic which is like that's a bad move you don't do that yeah. um so like we're seeing how the republic is not a good idea or at least how their governing isn't right and we are also saw in the past how the empire was so arrogant in their power that they were taken down by a small by a small rebellion that they should have yeah. been able to squash fairly quickly but couldn't and the arrogance of the republic and them overcorrecting we're gonna see how the first order is able to rise up and get so big and how they and how they end up at rise of skywalker with a giant fleet of fucking starships well, not rise
1: of skywalker but uh
0: Rise of Skywalker. Is when you see the planet full of Star Destroyers that they have, was it Rise of Sky- yeah, that's the end of that one. At the very end, Palpatine has all these fucking Star Destroyers that they had built thought on that Rise ship. Rise
1: was the third in that.
0: Yeah, that's the very end of the of those movies. Because like,
1: oh, you're talking. I thought you were talking about um, the first in that series when they were shooting the planets i'm oh sorry. no no, no, no. Uh, you yeah. confused yeah, sorry.
0: me yeah because uh force awakens they have the st- star killer base which is the planet-sized death star yeah because they have no original ideas
1: yeah um yeah.
0: that gets destroyed then the last uh last jedi is basically the remnants of whatever's left of the of the first order at that point yeah. which seems to be a, a small fleet chasing the republic the, uh, republic's one ship mm-hmm and then they get away, and then Rise of Skywalker, you see an entire new fleet of Star Destroyers that finally like, get taken down at the end of that movie. But it's like, here's a whole entire planet that was seeing there building Star Destroyers and nobody noticed.
1: Yeah, it's like, how does that shit go down?
0: <laughs> Which, again, there, there's other bigger things in lore. Like, what we just found out today is that there might be some stuff in uh, Jedi Survivor that has to deal... With um, the history of like the High Republic, which is also going to be a TV show called *The Acolyte, which is going to deal with this time frame of the Republic in their golden age, a hundred years prior to the uh, movie series, <clears throat> um, where in that they're talking about, hey, this has only been put in book in some books and comics and whatnot, but there's supposedly like hyperspace routes that one civilization back then was the only ones who really knew how to drive guide them. Which ties into Last Skywalker, where they're having to find a a specific map to guide them to that Sith planet Mm. with all the Star Destroyers. So all this stuff, like I said, is going to tie together, and you're going to see this big epic saga of this universe's lore that will be really interesting to look at uh, and experience. But, like, as they keep putting them out, the little chunks people are either loving it or hating it. We'll have to see what what happens with it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that's... The end of Mandalorian. Until then I think um we have the star the Jedi Survivor game coming out next week. Yep. Which will be good. Um there's gonna be the Peter Pan movie coming out on the I think the twentieth of this month as well. Which I'll probably watch just to see is it any good, is it not? And we'll give you some updates on that. Um but we're waiting for the Ahsoka show, which I think is end of June.
1: June or August, I think. I thought it was
0: August. Let's, let's look up. What does it um, There's something coming out fairly soon. It might be Secret Wars that's Secret coming out. Secret Wars, that's I think, end of June is
1: coming out because that should be the next like Marvel TV show. Because Loki season two isn't till the end of this year, I want to say. Um. <laughs> yeah. So there's not a whole lot coming out unless we could find something else on Netflix, HBO, or. What have you.
0: Yeah, because, like, Last of Us is done with... Um yeah. they, they did get some news on Last of Us recently, which is that they are planning to do three seasons of Last of Us, which means they're going to split the Last of Us 2 game up into two series, two seasons, uh, which might make sense uh, because, um, as we said before, we didn't think the Last of Us 2 show was going to do very well because, spoiler alert, the very beginning of it is... in that game is, like, they killed... Joel it's about a revenge story of uh, them going after Abby the the guy the chick who kills Joel but in the game that pissed everybody off is that two hours in the game they kill Joel and then they make you spend 10 hours uh, trying to sympathize with the person that killed Joel yeah by like you playing a certain going through her story if they take the TV show and they tell that same story a little bit differently where we see a season of maybe Joel and and uh, what's her name?
1: Ooh, what are you talking about his adoptive daughter? Yeah, yeah, uh, Ellie. Ellie,
0: that's what I thought. Right. So we have a season where Joel and Ellie are still like doing something and exploring, while we're seeing this Abby chick like find out what happened and maybe start hunting them down, but not, but they don't know it. And then maybe at the end of that that season or the very beginning of season three, Joel dies. That way they get Pedro Pascal for another season. Yep. Yeah. and then they can do the last season, which is uh with ellie's uh journey going after abby and that whole revenge tale
1: yeah and going back and forth between abby and ellie
0: yeah and, I, and we'll see how that works i mean i do i don't think it's a good story but and because yeah. it's been done a million different times and we're kind of sick of seeing it but if you're going to stretch a show up to three especially seasons especially with
1: zombies
0: yeah if especially if you're going to stretch it up to three seasons that's how i would at least do it that way you get people hooked for, at least for the second season. They're hooked for the beginning of the third season, and then they'll maybe just stick around to see what, so you, how, yeah, it ends. how
1: it finishes up. Oh,
0: um, like what a it, lot of people
1: did with Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, but like if you kill Joel like in the first two episode, first two episodes of season two,
1: people are dropping off.
0: I'm, people are not going to bother watching a season three of that. That's because they
1: sure. love Pedro Pascal too much, and he uh, Bella Ramsey has done a phenomenal job as Ellie. <coughs> But I think they need like more of her on screen. Yeah, it's just for people to be more hooked on. I yeah,
0: I don't say. think she can carry the show by herself right now. I think. Yeah, right now, her now her she show. can't. Um. So yeah, you see, you looked up here. is uh, supposed to come out August twenty three, twenty twenty three. Yeah. Um. Secret War
1: is coming out.
0: Oh, it's the comic. I need yeah, a TV you need show. just
1: put TV. There you go. Why don't you go? Jesus. Uh, that's. that's the nineteen seventy-seven
0: one. there's <laughs> kind of so many
1: different. Oh my God! See, just put Marvel Secret War Secret Disney War Plus. Disney. Dawsney. <laughs> Talented uh, on TV. Secret
0: Invasion is what it's called. Whatever. That's coming out in June. June. Okay, okay so, so
1: that's our next big highlight so, TV show, I
0: guess. We'll probably have more stuff on, like, news and maybe just random stuff that we're doing until Serial War comes out. Um, and a couple of movies that we see in between, like uh, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. We'll see on Friday uh, when
1: it comes out.
0: Uh, as well as the Spider-Verse and stuff yep. like that. Uh, but we'll go back to, like, reviewing... Uh, kind of reviewing, talk, and recapping episodes of shows once we get back to watching some of this new stuff, mainly probably uh, Secret Invasion coming on June 21st on Disney+. Plus,
1: Or if we find something else that we want to talk about and gossip about. I mean, we've been watching Ted Lasso.
0: <clears throat> yeah.
1: That's been great.
0: Uh, so, yeah. If you uh, have any ideas of any shows that you want us to watch and give our opinions on it or anything else that's coming that we may not know about, let us know. Uh, in the comments below on our webpage, nerdcrusade.com. Uh, that's where you can find a copy of this uh, podcast or uh, comment and subscribe wherever you're listening at. Uh, and let us know what you want us to talk about next. Um, otherwise, we're going to still plan on doing weekly podcasts. It will just might be a little bit thinner than normal depending on what it is we're going to be talking about. Probably a lot of game news because um, it's about that time of year where E3's been canceled, but there's going to be a lot of game presentations. Sony's supposed to have one here soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Microsoft is having one there, one in June, which is also going to drop a ton of information on Starfield. As well, as CD <laughs> Projekt Red is dropping information on the Cyberpunk uh, expansion of <laughs> Phantom Liberty. Hopefully, they're going to be dropping information and dropping the DLC right afterwards. Yeah. Um, It'd be a shame to have to wait a whole summer for that DLC to show up after we've already been teased about it. Um, for over, so long. Over six months already. Yeah. So hopefully that'll be out in June. We'll have more to talk about there because I'll definitely be jumping into that. Um, so any games, TVs, movies, shows you want us to talk about, let us know. Just comment below on New Um, or any of the comments, fields that you are where you uh, listen to our podcast because you can find this just about anywhere. Um, listen to your thoughts and, uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.